Welcome back to the Real Change Agents podcast. I'm still getting familiar with that as I've recently just relaunched and rebranded my podcast, which used to be just the Change Agents, where I invited leaders, influencers, and people I identified as agents of change in our community to tell stories that hopefully would inspire others. Now, as I've kind of grown in my capacities as a real estate agent uh, and built my business and built some of the platforms I've kind of been investing in over the last few years, I made a big jump and came over to a really incredible brokerage called Real Broker. Been here about four or five weeks. And when I came here, I kind of just was inspired to rebrand and relaunch this podcast and really tailor it to these leaders, influencers, and agents of change, but within my industry, within the industry of real estate, and are within the brokerage that I get a lot walk alongside with every day, learn from, mentor under, and just be inspired by. You know, we have over 400 agents here in the, in the, in the state of Arizona, 9,000 across the country and in Canada. So just the resources available to me are incredible. I'm inspired by it. So I wanted to launch this and start having conversations with agents within real that are going above and beyond in their everyday responsibilities are, are leveraging the relationships that they have in their business to serve the needs of their communities or building programs that are, again, elevating their standards of service and have those stories be shared and hopefully to inspire others in, in their communities and maybe inspire themselves to do a little bit more with what they're already doing. So I've got an awesome guest here today, number three after relaunching, Kimberly Ryan. She is agent number one with Real, so I'm excited <laughs> to get into what that means and what she's built here over the last 18 months. But first, Kimberly, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, share a little bit of your journey in real estate, how you got into it, what inspires you about this business, kind of some of the different roles you've had, and then I'd love to talk Real what you've built here, kind of your vision for the brokerage. And then we've got some really exciting things to talk about afterwards. So everybody, Kimberly Ryan, please introduce yourself. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I got into the business. I I always say that my husband made me become a realtor. He basically, (laughs) when we moved here in back to Arizona in 2004, I didn't know anybody. And he knew that I am not good to have idle time. So he suggested strongly that I get into sales of some sort. And I really only wanted to do something I could get behind. And it was either really amazing jewelry or (laughs) um, fast cars or really cool houses. And so um, I didn't want to work at the mall. So that went away with the jewelry shops. And I didn't really want to work at the dealership. So it left going to real estate school. So I went to real estate school, uh, got my license in actually on Halloween day of 2004 and have pretty much not looked back, had a great career with it so far. And I feel like there's just so much more. Uh, I've been a team leader. I've been a designated broker. I still carry my broker's license. Um, I've been a real estate executive. I have been now what I'm doing is kind of crazy. That's um, I had the opportunity to open real in the state of Arizona. And I didn't even know what that meant when they asked me, they're like, Hey, would you be a growth leader? And I was like, I don't know. What is that? <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had the opportunity to just kind of come alongside them, what their vision was for the company across the nation and, frankly, the world, and uh, have my little part here in Arizona. Oh, and agent one, 18 months ago, and we yeah. have over 400 agents just in Arizona alone now, yep. correct? We're pushing the 500 mark. Actually, before the end of the month or so, we should hit that, which that- is pretty exciting and that's because of you um, you've done a lot of research well, but you were number one so you had that's to very be, generous of you um <laughs> you had to be i out planted there that seed, seed. Yeah. yep that's exactly it uh i've been really privileged to be able to do this and and tap into relationships that i've had for almost 20 years you know that's that's probably the the biggest pleasure of this is 
connecting with agents and people that I've done business with through the years and then meeting new people because that's that's super fun. And um, and then, you know, the fire, you, you kind of light the fire a little bit you, and then you start to fan the flame. And when people really understand what real has to offer agents, it becomes a whole different kind of conversation. And yeah. when you know you can change lives, not just the lives of the agents, but the, the lives of your consumer, your your customers and your clients, because you're just operating on such a different level. And so I think when, when we expand people's um, brains and the way they think, mm -hmm. then I think we can expand the service that we give. And so I think that to me is very exciting. And I think there's people around the nation that are connected through other organizations to agents that live here, and they've done their part to bring those agents into the company. And so it's been a it's been a good joint effort. We've had some, we've had a lot of fun. We got a long way to go, but we got a, <laughs> we've had a lot of fun getting here. <laughs> you can tell by just your body language that you I love know. it. <laughs> I get so excited. <laughs> if you could see here, which you will be, because this is on video, you'll see the energy. Um, <laughs> I'd love to step back though, because when you got into the business in 2004, uh, you were relocating from out of state, correct? Correct. Had you lived here before? Uh, a long time ago. My husband's a native and our, okay. we, we, I moved here when I was in high school with my mom and dad for a job transfer. I went to college here, met my husband, got married, had our kids. And I was like, listen, if you're ever getting out of this place, cause I was not interested in being in Phoenix. Uh, so I'm like, we, we got to go. So we moved to Sacramento. We lived in Sacramento for almost 15 years. Wow. And then because of his family, he's one of nine kids and they're most of them are here but his mom and dad at the time we felt like we're aging and so we needed to be he's kind of the responsible one so okay. we're like we kind of need to come back so we up and picked up our kids and moved back in 2004 when they were in their high school years it was awesome of us <laughs> so good Such loving parents. so then yeah i mean we've been back ever since and now it was like okay this is this is really where we're going to live this is what we're going to do and we've built businesses here and have relationships and friendships and it's been a lot of fun so i asked that because you know my story is i moved back here in 2015 i had a company that brought me here my intentions were never to be in real estate and when i made that jump i didn't have a network to fall back on right you know and it can be an intimidating industry the right. moment you get your license um there's a lot of shiny objects out there you know steve valentine actually shared with me years ago and it's a great comment that I held on to, and that is know who you are, know who you aren't, aren't. in this business, yes. right? And I think that's extremely valuable. So as you got into this, coming from out of state, 15 years, it sounds like you may have had some relationships here, but you're kind of starting fresh. Oh, zero. I knew no one here. So then how would you, how did you get your business? <laughs> what were the tactics you implemented early on? Because I think a lot of people are getting into this business and don't really know how to start, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can go. So I'd love knowing your background and coaching and mentoring. How did you start and what would you, what kind of advice would you give to someone that's either struggling right now that doesn't really know which direction to go or is just getting sure. in and might not have those guaranteed deals in their back pocket to allow them to kind of get one foot ahead of the other? Yeah, that good question. Uh, first of all, I was never given a lead. No one referred me anybody. I had to start at zero, zero. And wow. it was like, wow, I have my license. What yeah. should I do now? <laughs> Um, I had a, a business background, so for me, I was like, okay, it is about relationships. And then I looked around and realized that the only relationships I had were with people that were either lenders, um, title people, or real estate agents. I'm like, I don't actually know people, people who need what I can do for them. Yeah. And so I just had to hustle. I mean, you have to do the work. I think if I would have understood then what I know now, um, I think that I would have seriously considered looking at various teams to be connected with to get that 
kind of bootstrap education because literally I feel like most solo agents have such a Swiss cheese um, mm. education in this business. You know pieces of it, but there's lots of holes and you don't know until you have fallen in one. Yeah. And I frankly had a lot of contract experience in my life, so I knew the value of our contract. And so that became my, like, I read the contract two times a day out loud uh, for two weeks constantly. And wow. then even in practice after that, I read the contract regularly, weekly. And then I tell everybody all the time, listen, if you want to know this business, then it will tell you everything mechanically and technically that you need to know. So I teach a class. It's about 14 weeks, and it's word for word, line for line of the contract. And, geez, wow. the contract keeps getting longer. It's 11 pages <laughs> now, so it might be 18 yeah. weeks when we get done. But you basically end up with your master's degree in it. But that only tells you the technical parts of how to function as a realtor. It doesn't – you know, I always say you're everything from the janitor to the CEO. Mm -hmm. And so you have to learn how to be the janitor, and you got to do the work. Every day got to scrub. Every yeah. day. Just do it. I would look at a team because I feel like had I n understood the value of a team, it probably would have catapulted me faster than what I did on my own. I was, I didn't know anything. Li I didn't even know neighborhoods. Like people who at least live here mm -hmm. knew like, oh, I want to work in this area. I was like, we're still trying to figure out where we want to live. We, I don't know. How can I tell anybody <laughs> else where to live? So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, but I would, I would tell agents now that are getting into the business. I would tell them you should be interviewing team leads and yeah. you not because they're going to give you leads. That's, that's the least of your worries. You can find business. Mm -hmm. You just have to do the work yeah. and having, knowing what that work is was probably the bigger challenge. I, I love that you did say that because that's the approach I took. I didn't know anyone. I saw this idea of an open house as a platform where I could just be interface with the marketplace every single day, right. be in the community, created an office space for me. It was also showing my wife and kids that I'm committed to this. It's a big change. We're doing I'm going to be out there. This is my office. Whether yep. someone comes in or not, I can operate out of there. And I learned that from my my business former business partner James Wexler. That's how he built his business. And you know, but if it wasn't for me reaching out to him and just asking, "Can I take you for a coffee?" because I was introduced to you and you're someone I th I believe I should know. And after picking his brain, I realized that's who I want to learn from. Nice. And I think that's so key is having that mentor early on. But as you oh, grow. I'm a huge believer in that. As you grow, you're going to continue to need to find those. And I think that's what's pretty unique about Real mm. is the access you have to some of the best in the business that sure. are progressive in how they approach the business. Their understanding of, of the, the culture we're in, the tr things that are transitioning, the changes, the leadership is, is ahead of the game. And I think that's incredible. So you can you have access to all these coaches in a sense. And then it's all yeah. available to you and, you know, whether it's in real time or, or after. But, uh, you know, I think finding that coach is so critical early on. And whether you're struggling right now or just getting into it, having someone that you can go well, to Well, recognizing quickly. that you need that mentor or that coach. I think for me personally, I was like, okay, I don't know this business, but I know business. So I'm going to be able to take what I know and apply it. I frequently will talk about realtors being the self-employed, unemployed, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to, I want to be my own boss. Nobody's going to set my schedule or nobody's going to cap me at how much money I can make. And, you know, well, you don't actually do the work. So you did cap yourself and you're a terrible boss, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you should not be your own Straight boss. Straight to the point. And, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just think that, that we are not, a lot of people that enter our industry don't enter from a business place. They enter mm -hmm. by default, Right. That's a good point. And just kind of go, oh, well, I didn't really love what I was doing. And my mom said I have a great personality. So, you know, and I love model homes. Oh, my gosh, that's the best. OK, that doesn't have anything to do mm -hmm. with running a, a solid firm business. And so I think we end up with a lot of people like that in our industry. And some of them 
actually do a really good job of transitioning into into a business person. And some just kind of blow in the wind and we see them kind of flow in and out. And I think for me, when I looked at this, I was like, okay, I know business, so I should be able to figure this out. And I probably was a little overconfident, to be honest with you. It would have done me probably a world of good to go, okay, maybe I don't understand this business. Because what I have learned in the almost 20 years is this business is actually like no other business on the planet. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. We have so many things that we are subject to, NAR, your association, then you have like what your brokerage says, you have all these people and things and entities that you're trying to satisfy, but yet you're still self-employed. So Mm -hmm. it's very, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. And so I think for people to understand, listen, you just flat out admit you don't know what you don't know and go find someone who knows it and lean into that because it's, you're only prolonging your success or failure, to be honest, right? Or you're just, you could catapult it and you have that choice. Yeah. I think it's okay to ask for help. And I think we we live in a culture where everyone's so scared to do that or it shows vulnerability or weakness. And that's just the further thing from the truth. Um, So I love that you are number one for real because I'm still (laughs) consuming this new brokerage (laughs) and excited about it because all the big thinking ideas I have in my head. But I'd love to know what made you make the jump because you had been with the traditional brokerage model for a long time. I know you were at EXP for a little bit. Mm -hmm. What was it that excited you about there's something here that I need to take a chance on. Yeah, so my time, but I think what's interesting, let me just preface it with this. I think what's interesting is we see all of these brokerages, a traditional brokerage, they all look pretty much the same, right? Mm-hmm. They, It's a difference of commission splits and maybe a handful of different opportunities, right? Yeah. For tools or whatever. But they all look pretty much the same. EXP came along and did something completely, you know, different and shook people up a little bit. And I loved that. And I had the privilege of working with them for a couple of years as an executive and got to build a lot of the infrastructure there and, um, and got to really understand and know the model Mm -hmm. and go, wow, just like, you know, Prudential took over what C21 did. And they said, Oh, we think we can do it better. And KW said, well, we think we can do it better. And Remax said we can do, you know, all these brands, right. They're all like, Oh, they're all just cannibalizing one another, so to speak. So there was just a matter of time before somebody came along and looked at the EXP model and said, well, huh, Hmm. I like that, but I think we could do it better. Just, it's just the same, right? So it's no slam. It's not, um, it's just that somebody took a different twist. And so one of the things that was really appealing to me when I looked at real, um, and when they came to talk to me about, you know, would you consider opening Arizona? I just had a, I don't know, a plethora of questions for them. Hey, how are you going to handle this? Because I knew too much on the other side, like yeah. of the model they came from. And, or I shouldn't say that they came from, that's not fair, but the model that they were looking at and, and building something similar. And so I had a lot of questions. And so I got amazing off answers. Um, I sometimes got the, I don't know, we haven't thought about that. But <laughs> they were honest about that, right? Yeah. And the rest of the time I got, well, here's what we're thinking. This is what we're planning. This is what it looks like. And they gave, they just kept giving me answers that I could vet in my head and know, okay, that's, that's a solid answer. Whether I agree with all of it or not, that was irrelevant to me. It was more like, I want to understand the thinking of leadership. And, and when I met leadership and had an opportunity to connect with some of these people, I was like, okay, this is pretty easy for me to get on. Cause I already believe 
in the in the foundation of the model. Yeah. For sure. I think that what I think every producing agent, I think every single producing agent should either be at a company like EXP or Real. And I think when you look at the two models and the timing and where you are in their lifespan, it makes the most sense. Ben- there are more benefits for people to be at Real. And so for me that was that was an easy okay. I mean, it wasn't easy. I took seven months, but it was <laughs> it was an easy decision when I got to the crosshairs of it. So and so you officially came on board. I think they launched in Arizona. It was it June two thousand twenty one. So what have been? Tell us a little bit of the last eighteen months, <laughs> if you can, in short form, because there's other things I want to get to. But like you've seen a lot of incredible growth so quickly. Yeah. You know, was it them being able to fulfill their promises, or was it? you know, just the resources they gave you here locally that you could just kind of make your own and turn into the success we've seen here. I'd love to learn a little bit about how it's grown so quickly sure. and what you've really experienced. It's funny that you say months. quickly because I was like, okay, this model, if people would just understand it, we will be out of control growth in like a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying like 18 months, it's fast growth. And it actually really is in the minds and lives of everybody. It's a big deal. But I was like, dang it, these people are just not getting it. <laughs> So I became a lot more passionate um, about having the conversation about what real looks like. You know, when I tried to understand their model to figure out all these benefits, I literally sat in my office one night and I was like, okay, from transaction number one, how do I win at real? And I took myself through and we came up with the eight ways to earn income at real. And now the company uses that because it's an easy, progressive way to explain the model. And then people would say, well, what's your pitch? I don't have a pitch. <laughs> Let me just tell you the model. Yeah. If you don't get it, I'll tell you again because you should get it. And if you get it, then, you know, what what questions do you have? And I mean, really that's that was really what I did with people was just one on one. I mean, one on one. I didn't do any events right off the bat. I I was very careful about building an a solid foundation for the state because um the, the industry is really transient. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, what have you done for me lately? And if you haven't done anything the last five minutes, I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else because it's greener kind of thing. And I was just like, listen, we need to build a foundation of really solid producing agents who understand the model. They're business minded Mm -hmm. and who can see the, the vision and are willing to commit. And their businesses drip integrity. They're good practitioners of what we do. And then I want to like you because I want to be in business with people. So the third one's completely subjective, right? Yeah. Like if, if you're cool, then I'm in. If yeah. you're not, eh, I don't know. If you come, it's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. that wasn't really it. But, but honestly, those two pieces were really important because I really felt like the foundation of what we're starting here has to be rock solid. Mm-hmm. And, and it was okay to me that in conversation with our leadership, there were some people we said no to in our industry. We just, uh, we don't think that culturally, yeah, you have great production, but you're probably not a fit. You're probably not going to love it here. Yeah. And if that's the case, don't come and mess it all up while you're here. And so I think there's two things that are really important to me or two things that can happen. Somebody comes in who doesn't hit our cultural vibe, right? One of two things will happen. We'll either convert them because they'll be so excited to be part of something good in this community, or they will not fit and they will be they'll squeeze out. And I'm honestly good with either one because I feel like the culture of our company is really something that's, that's super valuable. The yeah. dollars and cents, the benefits, the eight ways, um, all of those things are excellent and amazing. 
but if you don't like the people you're doing it with, you're not going to do it. No. And if you're not learning from them and, and really the way the model works is it's built to be collaborative, right? The more that you help other agents, the, the stronger the company gets. Yeah. And so the only way you help other agents is a, by being vulnerable and asking and B by being vulnerable and giving. And mm -hmm. so you, when you start to create that synergy, that's really important. So I focused on probably about the first year, actually the first year, um, solely on building those relationships with people that met that criteria and said, okay, let's build the foundation. And then my attitude was as fast as we can, let's build a foundation of 500 agents who meet that criteria. Wow. Not anybody with a license and a pulse, not interested yeah. in that. We're not a body shop. <laughs> I only wanted producing agents because otherwise we just look like everybody else. Like, oh, you know, come pay your $7 and you can hang out with us and wear a name tag. And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of not my jam. So I really wanted business people. And so I spent a lot yeah. of time and I felt like it was going so slowly, like, come on. And so it's nice that we've picked up some momentum over the last probably six to eight months, really. Mm -hmm. um, it's nice that all of that groundwork was done ahead of time. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to do that because I met some amazing people. I got back in relationship. I'd been out of kind of the agent scene for a while in brokering and as an exec. And then I took a year off. And so I was like, okay, I'm kind of, kind of juiced to get back to connect with people. And so slower than I want it to be, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is still pretty remarkable. I'm pretty yeah. excited about it. So, but yeah, like you said earlier, we're going to hit 500 probably, you know, within yes. the next 30, 60 days. So, yep. Uh, one thing you touched on culture and that's a hundred percent correct. You can see it from the moment, like you even just engage with the real agent. So when I changed over, I was, I, I made the leap of faith. I left my former position to help a company do something similar. And okay. they, I was going to be helping get it off the ground in Arizona. They're promising they're out of Southern California. The vision is real. The, the intentions are real and the platform makes sense because they're trying to again, do what real and EXP were doing. And for, if I'm being honest, I wasn't even really aware of real at the time. Mm -hmm. This was October, November. Um, but I took a leap of faith. You know, I felt like um, where I was with James was an incredible opportunity, but I wanted to do more. I was kind of in sure. a position in my career. I want to put pedal to the metal and go. Let's go. Um, and I was helping this brokerage go, but the resources weren't there, unfortunately. And I just mm. kind of felt handcuffed. And as I was there, I kept seeing real now as a competitor, but in a good way, in the sense that this is Yay. where I want to be in the marketplace yeah, when it comes to the model. And I just kind of kept seeing, you know, people I knew and respected make that jump. And nice. I had I had breakfast one morning with Dave Poulon, who mm -hmm. early New Year, and we were kind of catching up. And he's just like, you know, you haven't shared a lot of the stuff you were all excited about when we met about two months ago. I'm like, oh, I know, I, I just can't. I'm not excited right now because I feel like I'm I'm being held back. Sure. And when he started sharing everything, he went through to <laughs> identify where he wanted to go, mm -hmm. and then shared. Real, I just was like, this is, what am I doing? You know, it's right. it's doing everything this agency wants to do, but already there. Yeah. And so I'm like, before I'd make a decision, let me call a few people. And I called Shannon Gillette, who I know, and I mm -hmm. Kelly Cook. And then the enthusiasm they had in their voice yeah, was good. just through the phone. Yep. And I just, I just left, like they could have said whatever they want, but I, wa I wanted to <laughs> but be, I'm in. <laughs> I just wanted to be excited about where I was yeah. like they were. And I think yep. that's a testament to everything that's been built. And then you throw on top, I'm a big marketing guy. You know, my years at sure. Rebel, I try to bring in very unapologetic, creative, um, and their branding is great. Their marketing, their messaging, the fun, work hard, be kind, a lot of these things just started to line up. And if I'm being honest, when I got into real estate, one of my biggest issues was how people marketed themselves mm. and the marketing available to you. I'm like, I don't want any of that. Right. I'm going to figure out how I can incorporate everything I wanted to 
you know, from my past wasn't bringing into my brand. And I love that I just felt comfortable with Real right off the bat too, because nice. I think they're thinking, you know, down the road, like what we can create. And you see how excited all the agents are using the brand, excited to be about the brand and integrated into their everyday. So culture, branding, marketing, all this creative is so, so awesome. Well, when you <laughs> start leading, to unlock like the vision piece of it, right? Like mm -hmm. what, as an individual agent, what actual vision do you have for your own business and your life. Yeah. And we, you know, it, it kind of boils down to, you know, what's your why and all of those things. And we're, that's such a buzzword, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, what's the vision? What do you want? What do you want to do? What, do you, yeah. what kind of impact do you want to have? What kind of people do you want to touch? How do you want to be touched? How do you want to be impacted by the people around you? How, like all of those questions. And when you start to really boil that down and go, okay, what is it that I'm about? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do? And then, now that I've kind of figured out maybe a little bit about what I'm about, let's find some other people who are kind of about that thing too. And yeah. then let's see what happens. Let's see what actually happens when we put down our egos mm -hmm. and we say, listen, we're all better together than we ever will be independently. So if you know something I don't know and she knows something and he knows something, but I know things you don't know, and what happens if we start to talk? And we start to go. Oh, I could take. I could take what you're. I could take what Tim's telling me, and I could morph it to look like this for my business. And then I started to actually get a vision about real. I was like, listen, there's a lot of really good real estate agents in the Phoenix Valley, particularly because that's where I live and hang out. And I was like, what would happen if the really good ones from Remax and the really good ones from KW and the really good ones from HomeSmart and the good ones from all these places, what would happen if we could gather all the really good ones in one place? And, and we encourage them to leave their ego behind. I don't care how notoriety, how much notoriety you have, leave that behind, just come be raw. And how about we just grow something together? And so when I got that, that little light bulb, now some of these people are, it's going to take me three years to get them to move here. Yeah. But dang it, they're coming. Like, <laughs> it's just a matter I started of time. a campaign, it's not if, it's when, mm -hmm. right? Because you once you know, it's not if you're coming, it's when. Because there'll be a day of reckoning for these people that we've been in communication with and in relationship with when, they, when the light dawns on them and they go, gosh. I should be there, should be right? There. And it'll yeah. happen. And so I think that for me was my philosophy on let's go, let's go get the good ones. Let's get the good people into this company who are contributing, who are leading. Um, how about we just do that? Mm -hmm. And when we do that, everything else will follow. Agreed. And that doesn't mean that there's a small elite group of people who are good to be here and nobody else is. That's not what I mean. I mean, hey, how about we just lead by example and put all these people here and then people who are on the outside, like you, who is on the outside looking in going, I'm seeing these people do this. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. I'm over here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let's do that. So, I mean, I think that's, that is part of like the culture of the company. It's certainly the culture that I wanted to build in Arizona, but I don't think that I'm alone in that. I think that that permeates through the company and across the nation. And it's very fun to be a part of that. And it's obvious, like just again, I'm only a couple of weeks in, but I can tell it's what cool. you've created is very real. Thanks. It's fun. Real. I know there's so many plays on real. <laughs> For real. I want to take this time because it's, I think it's a good time to transition. You know, you shared before we got on here, a really, really amazing platform and this huge vision you have, a very philanthropic one with Feed My Starving Children that you want to incorporate into the agents here. Just us rallying around the needs of, together around needs of our community, which I'm a hundred percent supporter of. I love that. Our, our industry is to be in relationship with people. Right. You know, I built the change agent brand five years ago because it was a challenge to myself 
to go above and beyond what I saw as the everyday responsibilities of a real estate agent and kind of change this transactional conversation into something that could be more transformational. Yeah. And for me, that, that was just from finding local nonprofits and go, you have a story that I can share. You know, how can I help you with, with my job? I'm talking to people, I'd love to educate them around good things happening in the community because if they're more inspired by the community that they're living in, that house is gonna stand out a little more. Right. And it's just, that's become my why, right? And I've now built this brand, I wanna make it more available to other agents to kind of empower them to do more with the resources they have and the access to be in relationship with people. It's not just clients, our, our for-profits, our non-profits, there's so many right. different people we can be engaging with without selling our services. Right. Anyway, I say that because you, talked about this program lines and legends that came out of nowhere yeah. that I'm really excited about because you sharing this, I think is going to open people's eyes to the potential of our industry and some things that we can do that we would never even think of, but would benefit how we interact with our marketplace every day, our consumers every day, our families, our friends, all of it, because it'll make us better and stronger. So if you would tell a little bit about feed my starving children, what you want to do here locally with your organization, but then lines and legends and what this big vision you have that, isn't even something you could... It's so fun. <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, uh, Feed My Serving Children was something that um, I, I wanted... I've always been involved in charitable work, right? That's just... I, it's part of my heart. I can't help it. I want to do it. I love it. It's super gratifying uh, to be connected to knowing that you're making a difference somewhere, even if it, if you feel like it's this big, you did that much. Right. And so that's always just, I mean, I was raised that way and I believe that way. And so connecting with feed my starving children was like, huh, that's a cool thing. Let's do that. It's kind of, it's mission work, so to speak. Right. It's not really affiliated. I don't, actually, I don't think it's affiliated with any particular church or whatever, but the organization itself packs food that is nutritious. So it's got vitamins and minerals and nutrients in it for, um, I know specifically they go to orphanages. I'm sure they do beyond that. But what I know is that they ship this food to all over the world mm -hmm. and feed these starving children, right? And uh, I, they can tell you more about their mission, but my mission with them was like, I want to be part of that somehow, some way. So organized, I went with a group uh, to the Mesa facility and we did a packing day and I was super inspired and I was like on my phone, when can I get the next date and got another date. And then after that, I've got another date, another date sort of thing. So we actually have one coming up the end of March uh, for, I want real agents to do it because this is part of the community that I want to build. I think that our, what we are recipients of with the eight ways to earn income at real and the collaborative community and what we're recipients of, we have a responsibility to have a contribution factor. And so I'm like, okay, it doesn't have to be where people are always writing checks, that's fine. You could do it with service, you could mm -hmm. do it just by coming alongside someone. However, I'm like, I wanna be specific about it. And so uh, I create these opportunities, I throw it out there on Instagram and Facebook if you wanna be part of it. Send, DM me because I need to, I have a criteria that I have to respond to them with to, to let you in the door, um, but come pack food and it's yeah. super fun and, and we'll do competitions, right? As more and more people get into this and we can dominate the space, then, you know, we're going to race you to see how many boxes of food you can do versus how yeah, many we that. can do. Like, I just think everything should be competition and fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're going to do that. And that kind of started to light a fire about we should be doing more. We should be doing more. There's a, there's a way to play bigger and, You've been really generous, but I feel like even in opening reel, I've been playing small hmm. and not because I'm not diminishing anything. I'm just like, I, 
I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I've never done attraction. I was like, no, I'll try it. We'll see what happens, right? So I just started to do my little builder thing and figure out how I can put this together. But it was more kind of the the proving ground for me. And so now that I feel like, okay, what we what I did is working and we have good people who are contributing and now we have momentum there's a next level. You got to go. Like, what's that look like? And so I started thinking, okay, a lot of these people that came to real initially came because I have a relationship with them. And more importantly to me was they're taking my word for this. My reputation's on the line. This is heavy for me. And, um, I want to do something where I can give back and contribute. So to them, yeah, because part of it is I want to be in proximity with these people also, right? It's a little bit selfish motivated. I'm selfishly motivated. So I started something called Lions and Legends. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a Monday morning Zoom call where everybody just gets on the call. I took people that were in my downline and said, oh, hey, I think everybody will be sick of hearing me talk. I'm sick of me talking. So I want other people to rotate in and out of here. So we got six or seven people together and everybody agreed that we would rotate teaching on that Monday call. And that's been great. And slowly we've been, you know, getting a little bit of traction. I did kind of a soft launch the first part of October and then just it's little by little getting some traction. And it's designed for the people in my own organization. But that is not to say that nobody else can come. I felt a responsibility as their sponsor to love on them, right? That's part of what real pays us as sponsors to take care of the people we bring in. So I was like, okay, I need to do this. And I can't just go Zoom me, (laughs) right? Like, so, you know, in my natural way, I'm a a builder. So I'm very Mm -hmm. good at building. I love that part. I'm super passionate about it. So I built Lions and Legends, figured it out, launched. Uh, Little by little, we've just been gaining traction. The more people that we're bringing into the company and the more that they're kind of getting their their feet here, um, now we're starting to see more and more attendance. Well, about that was October. About middle to the end of November, I was like, there's still more. There's there's more, 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 more. We got to do bigger. We got to go bigger. We need to make a bigger impact. And we need to, like, be imprinting ourselves Mm -hmm. in contribution. And so literally, I mean, I prayed about it. I spent a bunch of time thinking. I love to think. I call myself a neurola hobbyist, which is my own word that I made up for somebody who my hobby is the brain, right? So I have a lot of ridiculous (laughs) study around that. But thinking is my thing. And so I just kept thinking, had all these, like me, myself, and I, all these brainstorm (laughs) sessions on my phone. And I was like, okay you know what we got to do. I had a conversation with somebody and part of what he said in that conversation clicked for me. And I was like, we're taking the legends to the lions. So I am going to take a group of people to Africa in um, April of 24, March and April of 24. And so I started getting excited about what that could look like. You have to understand that's not a bucket list for me. I have never had a desire to go to Africa. I don't think I want to eat any of their food. I think my suitcase (laughs) will honestly be like breakfast bars and jerky and a pair of boots, (laughs) like hiking boots and a safari shirt. That's as far as I'm going to go. So not not one of these like my lifelong bucket dream. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm scared of their bugs. I know I'm going to go like walk around with a mosquito net. Like I've already got all my like all the reasons why it was never a bucket list. I'm like, okay, you can't let that stop you. Mm -hmm. You can't let something that has birthed like this 
be inhibited because I have my own hangups about not eating that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm not eating that. And I, my face tells every story. So I'm going to have to work on that between now and then. Um, but I was like, listen, we, we can go because feed my starving children. Oh, check this out. Yeah. They send food to Africa. So my pool guy is from South Africa. So I wait for him. He comes on Tuesday mornings and I bounce out in the backyard. I'm like, hey, Ryan. He's like, well, and I was like, listen, I'm going to take a group of people to Africa next year. Where should I go? Where would I be safe? I don't want to be, you know, my head on a spit somewhere. Where would I be safe? And where could I communicate? Because I don't speak any of that. I don't speak Zulu. I don't speak Swahili. I'm out. I can speak some Spanish, but I don't think it's going to (laughs) matter. And so he was like, well, it's mostly English speaking inside the tribes. It's a little bit different. Um, but you should do this and you should do that and you should do this. And I was like, cool, I want to do this. I go, one of the things I really want to do is it's the organization's called Lions and Legends. I, I we got to go to a lion preserve, like, mm-hmm. and we have to do a safari because you can't go to Africa and not a safari. Nope. Uh, so he's like, oh, well, you should fly into Johannesburg and then you should stay there and then you could do your thing there and then you can fly up to Zambia and they have this lion preserve where you can just walk with lions. I was like, badass, I'm in. So let's do that, right? So started talking about like what things I should know, things we should do. And I just kept getting this bigger and bigger and bigger vision for it. And so I spent some time again with my little phone and my little brainstorm sessions in my phone. And I was like, okay, we need to do a conference. We don't need to just do a trip. Like we need to change lives. We need to help people think differently. So if it has never been a bucket item for you, a bucket list item, then what if you, what if you come? Yeah. Like now you're going to think differently. Your brain's going to change like the DNA in your brain. There's neuroplasticity. It's all going to get scrambled up and you're going to think things differently. What would that do to your family? What would that do to your relationships? What would it do to your neighbors and your clients and people that you can love on? Like your life will change and that impact, who I'm going to get teary, that impact's going to change these people around you. And by the way, we're going to be able to work in these orphanages that I'm lining up because I feel like, gosh, we need to go and make an imprint, not a footprint over there and do something awesome. And then I had this little, I was like, wow, I need to call the Feed My Starving Children people. So I call the Feed My Starving Children people and I'm getting connected with the the guy that's in charge of all of Africa and Asia. Terrific. And I started thinking, I was like, oh, weird, weird. Because Ryan said we should go to Zambia, which I was like, Zambia, Mozambique, I don't know. They're all... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it. It's huge. Um, So I go back to my old emails that I got from Feed My Starving Children. Check this. The last time we filled boxes for Feed My Starving Children, want to know where the food went? Shablam! They went to Zambia. So I'm like, hot dog, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go see the food that we packed, see the little faces that we fed. That's badass. I'm just saying. So then I was like, now we have to have a conference. We got to figure this out. So then I did a little more brainstorming. And the conference is called in the Council of Lions. And I'm super excited about that. And then on top of all of this, which is even crazier, I've had these kind of conversations, just kind of random one-off conversations. I have 16 people right now who are confirmed, yes, I'm going to go. And I was like, oh, I actually haven't launched it. I haven't haven't told the people that I, I intended to tell. So then I'm like, I can't tote 100 people around Africa. That's not, that's not going to work out. Like, you try mass transit there. <laughs> like that's Everybody pick your elephant and let's yeah. go, right? <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to work. So... I really just spent more time thinking and praying and thinking and praying. And I was like, okay, I think that I'm, I'm going to set apart 
three blocks of 10 days each hmm. uh, for 20 to 25 max. And I will fill the first one, then I'll fill the second one, we'll fill the third one if, that, if we get there. I feel like my vision's big enough that we should have 5,000 people that want to go. So then I was like, oh, I have to create an application. So, you know, building that whole infrastructure around it. But the exciting thing for me is looking at this and saying, hey, listen, there's a way that real can benefit from this. Yeah. Because check this part. This is the part that I go, ooh, this is fun. Okay, so um, when we, in attraction, when we're growing our company, our company pays our agents to bring other good agents into the company. And then they pay you to take care of them, right? So that's why I birthed Lions and Legends to begin with. And so I was like, oh, well, if you bring in a capping agent, the maximum in revenue share that you can earn every year is $4,000 based on their production. $4,000 would absolutely pay your way to, in the Council of Lions, mm. conference. Shablam. So real wins because now we're attracting to this community. And when we are building that, we're saving our money. So people who didn't think they could ever go, this is free money to you. Yeah. You're not, yep. you didn't earn this from schlepping open house signs everywhere. You yeah. earn this because you brought other like-minded contributing uh, professionals into the company yeah. and you're caring for them. That's what real pay. It's our marketing budget. We pay our agents to take care of our other agents. That's how it works. So what if you bring one person in and you save all $4,000 of your revenue share? And so now technically real's paying your way to Africa. I probably can't promote it like that, but <laughs> the truth of the matter is that's take money that you, <laughs> on the dotted line, won't they love that? <laughs> I can go to Africa. Um, no, but I mean, with that revenue share money, just be disciplined and set that aside. That pays your way to go to Africa to the, in mm -hmm. the Council of Lions. And then, by the way, we'll do the smart stuff for the IRS, and we'll make sure that we meet the requirements for a conference so you can write the whole thing off, which is that's our, that's our smart business. This is our wealth-building platform. We need to think like that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty stinking stoked about it because I feel like there's some crazy things that are going to happen. You're not going to forget people that you went to Africa with. Mm -mm, so no. we're going to be building this culture of bonding. And it's not just from people in my backyard. It's people all over, right, are going to come in this company. that They're invited to come. They have to apply. I also believe strongly in relationships and marriage. And so I feel like it's a weird thing for me to tell my husband, dude, I'm going to Africa. Peace out. You can't come because you're not a realtor. <laughs> I can't have this amazing life experience. Like yeah, I, exactly. Because I know she would want to go. Right. Yeah. And so that's why this has like gotten out of control. On, mm -hmm. And I haven't even launched it yet. Um, so I'm like, listen, if you want to bring your spouse or significant other, then they fill out the application too, and we just make sure you're connected. Okay. And, and when it's all said and done, it, it'll probably be, I mean, from unless you have some reasons why you shouldn't come, like if you have physical things and prohibit you from like a bouncy ride somewhere. Like, yeah. I don't know how we're getting places yet. We haven't figured that out, but, um, you know, then we, it'll be first come first serve kind of let's, let's get in, let's go. So wow. kind of big. Wow. I think it could be a good thing for us as a company because we're, we are building that community. I think we're making those contributions to the world, not just in our own backyard, but really on a broader scope. We're building relationships. Do you know what's going to happen at this mastermind in the Council of Lions? We're going to sit around and we're going to figure out how everybody's business can be better. And mm -hmm. we're going to figure that out in one way. And then we're going to figure out how your life can be better. And then we're going to yeah. figure out how your relationships can be better. Then we're going to figure out how you can do it, wow. what, what you're going to do. Wow. So. Wow. Blah! 
Well, so fun. As a man of faith, I can tell you, like, God's hand is all over this. Oh, you have no idea. Just, and I believe in my life, he's worked through people, and he has put the right people in your life to yep. just spark this fire. And the fact that you said this isn't even a bucket list item. No. I, I love <laughs> no. that you're just no. leaning into that and just having that sense of faith. This is something I have to do. I need yeah. to do. And the results of it are going to be mind-blowing. You have no idea what's going to come from this. Oh, but I have it's a gonna, good idea, though. But the fruits, That's the thing I'm so excited about. <laughs> it's going to be so much greater than that. Yep. And Absolutely. You know, I, I want to kind of wrap this up because I don't, I, we could talk about this all day long. I, I think what you're doing, it's got my mind just running here. Cool. Um, but I would love for agents to listen to that and just challenge yourself to think bigger. Have yeah. a bigger dream. Have a bigger why. Look beyond the needs of our industry. Specifically and things you never clients. thought that were of interest to you or of motivation or even inspiring for you. Like just... Give yourself freedom to think. Just think. Yeah. Think, 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 think. And if you're yeah. not thinking with the right people, you're in the wrong room. I like, agree. you got to get in the right room to have conversations and just overhear things. Even if you come in and you say nothing, your mouth is shut, and you just have your ears open, yeah. you can change your life by things that you can be impacted by how other people are thinking and expanding your horizons. 100%. 100% so fun. Agree. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for just being so honest <laughs> and sharing. And, and please watch all this because the energy is <laughs> just you'll absorb it. I'm trying it. to hold myself together it. here. <laughs> so real quick. So how can people get a hold of you if they have questions about any of the stuff we talked about? Real Feed My Starving Children, uh, Lions and Legends, if that's something that's even yeah. available to be promoted. We'll make sure all that's available to you. Sure. Um, but what are the best ways, whether with real or not, can contact you? And, and Probably the very best way, because I have like seven different platforms that I communicate on, and I'm terrible. Like email is almost as bad as snail mail for me. I think I have 1,100 emails right now. I know. It's just yeah. daunting. But don't my phone number. Right, yeah, don't. Call if you send directly. me an email, send me a text to tell yeah. me you sent me an email, because yeah. <laughs> then I'll see it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, my phone number is 623 687 6324. Okay, and, and that's your the best security way. number is. Yeah, 111 yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, my passport number is the most yeah. important number I need right now. But yeah, there my phone, I, call, text. Yeah. Um, you can DM me through social, any, you know, Facebook. Instagram. If you're with real, you can connect with me through workplace chat. So I'm not that hard to find, honestly. So it's true. Super fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. We'll have all that information. Please, people, listen, reach out to Kimberly. There's so much information you can get from her that's going to make you better in your craft, whether it's with real or not. Right. And more importantly, just find something that inspires you and think a little bigger, dream a little bigger and try a little harder. And it's incredible what can come from that whether it's directly in your business or in your personal life, you know, I believe like we, we should all have a bigger why and a bigger sense of purpose that Absolutely. goes beyond ourselves. And when we find that and can lean into it, whether it's something we expect it or not, yeah, <laughs> uh, the w doors will open up, relationships will come into your life that will change your life forever. And uh, I was just super inspired just to listen to all this because now my mind is spinning. <laughs> and so uh, I'd love to celebrate you and all the things you're doing. We'll put it Thank out there because more people need to be aware of what you're doing. And just whether they're able to participate or not, they'll be inspired and you'll be planting seeds, I believe, in their lives that they'll be able to, you know, challenge themselves to do more with the resources that they have. So thank you. Kimberly, thank you so much for being Thanks here. For having me. Number three, but number one for real. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Thanks, you too. Bye.